Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 10 of the Pixel Pros podcast, part of the Piece of Pixel Network. My name is Justin Butler, and with me, as usual, is Mr. Tightshirt himself, Dakota Janikowski. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? And Ke- Kevin Barfield. Hey. <laughs> um, if you are unfamiliar with the show, this is a around an hour long podcast where we talk about everything gaming this week and the weeks prior and the weeks in the future. Um, so, Dakota, what is our first little bit of news? Our first little bit of news regards the PSN and the uh, PS Plus games for February were uh, released or announced, leaked, whatever the word is. Um, it's Helldivers and Nom Nom Galaxy. Ooh, Helldivers. So, yeah, Helldivers I'm really excited for. That should yeah. totally be our game of the week when, uh, soon. Yeah. So, uh, so probably next week? Uh, February 2nd, I think, is when they come out. Yeah. yeah. So next week. We'll, we'll see. Yep. And uh, so you guys are – is that a decent selection? I don't really know That's what Nom Nom Galaxy is. I, I know nothing no about idea. it. Um, but, but Helldivers is Helldivers cool. is worth it by itself. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think they really need to start putting AAA games in there. Not for the sole fact that they're just AAA games, just the uh, the just the perception of PlayStation Plus. I mean, per- PlayStation Plus, I feel like, helped bring back the PS3 from the depths of obscurity in yeah. the last generation due to their amazing like, AAA titles and games that everyone knew on there. And I don't feel like PS4, I mean, they don't really need to because they're selling so well, but they haven't really delivered with PS Plus this year. The yeah. eyes of like the um just the everyday gamer. Right. The, the only one they put out that was a AAA was Injustice, right? That's been the only Was it? There's been a couple. That was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um I but that was there. The thing <laughs> is with the PS4, most of the AAA games they're sort of relying on to either move consoles or the developers are relying on for money. And I think once we get further into the life cycle, we'll start seeing more AAA games. This is exactly how it went with PS3. Yeah. Um, I think we'll see more AAA games as time goes on. Sweet. Yeah, that was just my thoughts on that. Um, yeah. Our next bit of news. So this is Spoiler alert, this is going to be a very Pokemon-centric po- pod, or podcast. Yes. This one is Pokemon Detective, the Pikachu Detective game that was uh, leaked yesterday. Was it yesterday or the day before? I believe it was yesterday. Right, yeah, I guess it doesn't really matter. Well, we're recording on yeah. the recording Wednesday. on the 27th. Yeah. So 26th or 25th. And uh, it looks creepy. Pikachu looks creepy. Yeah, it's a weird. And he's talking in like a deep uh, Japanese voice. Um, I mean, I'm definitely interested right to see you. more, but I... Uh, I really have no idea, and it is, it is weird. I don't think Pikachu should ever talk, but um, it's not like a weird world where every Pokemon talks, because in the trailer, he does meet up with a regular Pikachu, so I just want to know what's going on. Are they going to do some weird super anime storyline where it's a real person who got turned into a Pikachu and is trying to find clues to get his way back? Wouldn't that be great? Or is it just going to be, look at this talking Pikachu? You like Sherlock? Uh, that's this is it's weird i don't know how i feel about it it's weird Uh, it's interesting i want an english trailer so i know what's going on but um i still don't think you'll know what's going on if you get an english trailer (laughs) (laughs) troy baker as pikachu wouldn't that be (laughs) great nolan north would be better that would be that would be something our next bit of news Tomb Raider 
is releasing tomorrow, the 28th of January, on the PC. It is indeed. So, I mean, it's gonna, that's going to help the sales a lot, right? Yep. Oh, this yeah, this will tie in with a later story. I think it'll uh, boost up a uh, quite a bit. Um, I plan on picking it up now that I have a system I can play it on. So, it was your game of the year. Yeah, yeah that game is awesome. That yeah. game is incredible. I can't wait for you guys to play it. So, And it's going to be better graphics and stuff, too. You're going to be yeah. waiting a while. I mean, you got a computer. I'm not going to play it. <laughs> <laughs> Next bit of news. This is uh, more pertains to me and Justin because we're absolutely, I don't know if in love's the right word, but I'm going to use it anyways. In love with the game. Battlefront, the new DLC. Yes. It's a lot of free crap. I did not expect that much free crap. You like Hoth? You got more Hoth skins for Luke and Han. You like, uh, you like uh, Tatooine? You could play that in multiplayer now. More, more tattooing in multiplayer. Yes. You like uh, what else was there? Uh, Endor's coming up. There's new uh, skins. Did you say that? Yeah, Han and Luke have the Hoth skins. I mean, that's about all. That's about it, right? Yeah, but I mean, I'm glad that they're actually doing free stuff um, on top of the paid content. It makes it a little better. And um, I actually want to talk about this for. A little bit because uh, another new story is um, Street Fighter announced that the game is not shipping with a story mode, um, but in June it'll be a free DLC update. Um, I like that. I already bought the season pass for Street Fighter because I'm going to get all the characters, and um, I haven't bought the season pass for Battlefront yet. But I like that uh, studios that are having paid dlc content are acknowledging that they still have fans that may not want to shell out the extra money and are still giving them extra content after launch i think that's a really cool step and it's nice to see from uh studios in a world where dlc is kind of ruining everything so how much was the season pass for street fighter 29.99 okay because the one for battlefront is like 50 bucks which is almost as much as the game itself actually for most people it's probably more is it the battlefront Thirty nine ninety nine. It's either forty or fifty, but I'm pretty uh, sure it was fifty at some point. I know you can buy a piece meal. It's like fifteen bucks a piece. Yeah, so you can pick whichever one you want. And they laid out the DLC, what's going to be in the DLC, or not what's going to be in it, but like the overall theme, the planet that is going to be in it. Yeah. For each uh, DLC, there's four, right? Yeah. So for each, for the next three, the last one hasn't been really. Announced and I believe yet. the Death Star is. De- one of those. De- Death Star, Bespin, and uh, Jabba's Palace. Yeah. What was shown. So, which is really cool. I'm really excited, and uh, I can't wait to play them. Yeah. So it's a great casual shooter. Uh, let's see. I put awesome. That was my reaction to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. I haven't uh, had a chance to uh, mess around with it yet because uh, I worked all day and then came straight here. But uh, I will definitely be checking it out. More free content, the better. So, In regards to DLC, we have a question from our audience. Ooh. Tim Leonard who sent in a question like you can by going to pieceofpixel.com or the email address pieceofpixelnews at gmail.com or our Twitter account piece of pi- at pieceofpixel or our Facebook backslash pieceofpixel. Beautiful. He asks, this question is in regards to DLC. Is it okay to work on it before the game is ever released? So this was one of our questions later, but I felt like it pertained to this the topic we just touched now. It's okay to plan it before the game's ever released. I don't think... I think if you start working on the DLC months before the game comes out, it's just bad form. Yeah. Um, um, like, well, like I was saying with Street Fighter, um, they said that there would be a uh, story mode, uh, but there was no hints that it would 
be any different than the regular mode because um, the Street Fighter series, much like every other fighting game until NetherRealm Studios stepped up the game of Injustice and the last two Mortal Kombats, um, are you beat the arcade mode with a character, you get like a three-scene little uh, cinematic or a series of pictures that kind of fit into a very loose story. So Street Fighter was shipping as a Street Fighter game. Um, but they announced that there might be more in the works. So with them releasing a story mode for free later, um, I think that was genuinely an afterthought. They saw where uh, that that's what fans wanted. Um, so I think, yeah, it's great in some uh, circumstances. But when you're uh, releasing a game and then you have day one DLC or something like that that's paid, that's pretty much un- unforgivable yeah i think we're starting terrible. i think starting work on bigger dlc packs like um uh like gta did like fallout and all of the uh, bethesda games usually do because uh, usually like the last two months or so before a game releases it's mostly just patching and stuff so you can have a small team working on dlc uh so um i think that's fine but i think yeah releasing day one dlc and having it completely done before the game is out is kind of ridiculous yep Shout out Kevin's roommate, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I think some games need to uh, use this model more of making the DLC while the game is being uh, created. For example, Mighty Number no. 9 can be released as a single-player game at the moment if they just get rid of the, the matchmaking or release it in a future update. That would be great. Well, that's a little different because that was a crowd-funded yeah. game. I think those get a little more uh, leeway when it comes to how they're released because you want to get the content to the backers sooner um and if you can just update it for no extra cost yeah that's that's the point um (laughs) but like i said paid dlc if you like let's say mighty number nine's not out yet and they're like you can get these extra level packs by blah 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 no that should ship with the game that your backers paid for um and then if you want to do updates later you can charge for those but i don't think during development you should be like oh well we have this map made but you have to pay for it in addition to mm-hmm. the game that's like a battlefront the game shipped without a uh, jacku but they gave it to you for free um because it was done around the same time the game was so they were just like oh here you go we didn't plan for this to be done but we have been working on it here it is for free gotcha so. sweet thank you tim leonard um next bit of news Sony's Let's Play trademark was rejected by the United States uh, <laughs> uh, Trademark Organization or something like that, whatever, U- USPTO. And Good. It, they, tried to, they tried to let uh, trademark Let's Play. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see that working. That's like King trying to copyright the word candy. It's just... <laughs> they got yeah. Saga, didn't they? I don't know. No. They didn't get Saga? No. Like they tried. They uh, I saw them trying to get all this. They, they tried and they thought they were going to get it, so they sued uh, the Banner Saga. Yeah, and it it never went through. Nope. So it's <laughs> hilarious. I hate King. Yeah, Me too. I I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to give us money, which I will completely accept. You'll, you'll sell we out for you. King. Yeah. What if they gave you a million bucks? If they gave you a million dollars, sure, I would say on this podcast, go play Cran- Candy Crush <laughs> your your face. Candy Crush Saga. Um. <laughs> next bit of news. E3 will not be at or EA will not be at E3 this year. Did you guys hear that? I thought this was really interesting. I, I, uh, I heard tail, but I didn't really. They're going to do their it. own little event in uh, LA and London. Hmm. So that's 
interesting because yeah, they're, they've in, been a large part of E3 for the past forever. Isn't yeah. all the games that they're going to be talking about playable at their event too? Oh, I'm not sure. I didn't. Read when that. I when I skimmed the headline, I believe that's what I saw. But don't take my word for it on this podcast. Where Justin you said from. that all the games will be playable. One hundred percent. Is Mass Effect EA? No. Yeah, they, they are. It is. They? Yeah, Mass Effect will Isn't be playable EA? at yep. their event, according to Justin. Yep. You heard it here you first. You can play Andromeda at EA uh, at e- basically E3 the day before E3 starts <laughs> in a different city. Exactly. So yeah, I just thought that was interesting. All the sports games. They're just pulling a Bethesda, but not at E3. Yeah, because that's exactly what Bethesda did last year. They had a uh, um, a conference the day before E3 started. Except theirs was technically E3 because it was in the same place. Gotcha. Yeah. But nifty. Yeah. It's an in, it's interesting because they're they like you said they've always been a huge part of E three they've always been you know day two developer day or maybe day one day one or day two I think it's day two but um they've always been there and they've always had huge announcements and they've also always been kind of the conference that no one really cares about because everything's pretty much expected um but it's really interesting I'm I'm curious as to why they're doing it I want to see what they do with this. And I also hope more developers start doing their own thing. Yeah. Interesting. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah. Um, final bit of news for me. Justin probably has a few things. Yeah, I got a couple of little things here and there. Pokin is at Evo 2016. Yes. Oh, wow. I saw that. Nintendo has three of the nine games at Evo this year. So. Pokin, Smash. And Smash Melee. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> They're doing Melee. <laughs> So I just thought that was interesting. I'm really excited for Pokin. Like, if you listen to the Chatterbots podcast, which should be releasing here soon, uh, I talk very highly about Pokin and how I'm not a humongous fighter fan, but just the fact that it's Pokemon just makes me want to play the hell See, out of it. I'm a giant Pokemon fan, and I'm a giant fighter fan, and I specifically, uh, Tekken is one of the fighters that I um, am very, uh, is near and is very near and dear to me. That sentence took forever to get out, <laughs> but it's very near and dear to me. So this combination is a uh, wonderful. I'm glad that I own a Wii U now. <laughs> yep. Um. So we might try to stream it if that's doable. We that's might. Very doable. Yeah. If Nintendo doesn't take us down on YouTube. <laughs> I mean, we just don't put it on YouTube. Yeah. That's the best course of action. It'll be watch it live. <laughs> or on VODs on Twitch. Gotcha. Sweet. Nintendo can't get us there. <laughs> <laughs> What you got, Justin? Um, Hit us. Insomniac Games posted a uh, little teaser today. As we're recording, by the time this goes up, the official announcement or whatever they're planning at 8.30 in the morning on January 28th will have already happened. Um, So we might sound a little silly speculating, but um, as far as we're recording today, we have no idea what it is. Um, The teaser was like this very um, pretty underwater looking level or scene um and it just went down and said dive deeper and then had the time and the date where they would announce more um i'm really hoping because i love ratchet and clank so much i'm really hoping that this might be a new um character platformer oh my god justin it's us (laughs) i'm really hoping because insomniac's really good at that uh the only thing they've really done um other than that is um they did those resistance shooters um but uh so yeah, unless it's some kind of like animated Splatoon kind of shooter, I think I'm pretty sure it's another platformer. Or it might be um 
their version of a game like Uncharted, but I'm going to guess it's another it's collectathon. Gonna be, yeah. yeah, I would expect it to be a collectathon. It's not going to be a third-person shooter. Yeah. I'm so excited for it. I love all these. Uh, I'm. It feels like we're approaching a 3D character platformer just renaissance. Bring it on. Slowly I love but surely between Ukulele, the Ratchet and Clanks, and I guess that's really all. But, you know, two is about a thousand times more <laughs> than what it was the past ten years. Yeah. So this game is going to be um, uh, hatchet and tank. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a, uh, uh, an underwater lumberjack with a robot air tank that yeah. attaches to his back I'd, uh, and provides him. I'd, I'd play it. <laughs> I'm sure you would, <laughs> but no, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I want to, want to see what it is. I love insomniac. Um, Did you play uh, sunset overdrive at all? No, because I didn't have a I didn't okay. have an Xbox One. I was curious. Uh, I played it for a little bit, and it was interesting and fun. I mean, it's over the top and wacky, which is like the sign of an Insomniac game. Yeah. So, do you think this is going to be an insane and wacky game in the same vein? I think it might be closer to Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, um, it, from the 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 trailer the looks like style. they have that tone, but I think it might take itself a little more seriously than Ratchet and Clank. Maybe. Um, I don't think it's going to have the it, it, it might still have humor, but it'll be a different kind of humor. I don't think it's going to be over top, over the top, and cartoony like uh, Ratchet and Clank is. Um, but we'll see. I'm I'm very excited. Insomniac, you have my attention, and I'm really glad you're doing more than just a Ratchet and Clank remake, which I'm very excited for. But I'm glad to see something new from. Was me. there a hint whether it was console exclusive or not? No, there was. They haven't announced anything. Okay, so just dive deeper. Sweet. But it's almost definitely going to be a Sony exclusive. So. You think? Yep. I'll, uh, Why not Xbox with Sunset Overdrive being the last? Uh, it didn't do very well. Okay. Um, well, uh, we'll see. I'll probably tweet my uh, reaction to the announcement while I'm at work tomorrow. Sweet. <laughs> um, next little bit of news is um, game announcement. We finally got a trailer for that Turtles game that I've talked about a few times. You excited? Um, I'll, I'll play it. I'll play it if it releases at the same price Transformers Devastation did, because it is just one of those like it, it's just a Ninja Turtles beat 'em up with a story mode. Transformers Devastation launched at sixty dollars. Wasn't I thought it was a no. I thought it was a forty. So no, you're gonna get 60. it at sixty bucks. Uh, I'll wait. <laughs> I'll wait a little bit, no, but I am pretty excited. I, I um, doubt it'll be sixty. It is based in the IDW comics, which I've said on here before is my favorite iteration of the Turtles. It's um. Uh, the story mode is written by uh, one of the writers on that series, and the art is uh, inspired by the artist on that series. So it's set in that world. Um, I love it. So, yeah, um, I don't know if I'd pay full $60 for it, but I'll definitely uh, play it. Yep. Definitely going to play it eventually. And that's something else we could stream. It's four-player co-op. Wow. So, I'll be Michelangelo. I'll die a lot. That's fine. <laughs> If you're taking Mikey, I gotta be uh, I gotta be Raph. I don't really care. You can be Donatello. Cool. <laughs> I want to be a Master Splinter. I, I'm predicting Splinter and Casey Jones DLC eventually. Oh, if there's Casey Jones dibs. <laughs> um, my last bit of news is uh is uh what that PC is on top of the uh, highest grossing uh, gaming consoles or gaming we, platforms we, rather we, beating mobile and all the, consoles. you should specify that this is digital sales. Yes. Digital sales. Yeah. Uh, Cause I mean, obviously PS4 is going to beat out them in physical sales because people don't buy physical PC games. Yeah. But 
Yeah. Digital sales, but still, that's how so it's hard most to people. Yeah. I mean, sort of, but at the same time, like, f- digital sales are becoming more and more prevalent on consoles. Well, but I mean, it's still, considering the, I think the highest grossing game on the list for the PC made like 1.2 billion, and the highest grossing l- game on the list for PS4 made like 400 million or something, that's still a huge difference. And a lot of people are still buying games digitally now. My um, main thing consoles. is I'm surprised. Um, it beat mobile. It barely beat mobile. It was really close. Um, what if you combine uh, console, all three consoles? It's like, still still less. So I was just curious about that. Yeah, it's one. ever so slightly less. If you, I think the top PC was like one point one point two billion. The second was like one billion or one point one. And I think before it got to the point where it was even, I think the number one PC or the number one PS4 game was like the equivalent of the number eight PC game. Gotcha. So now, I mean, I, I get it because PCs, we normally like, I bought most of the games I bought this year were PC. Um, and you spend $60 or more on uh, those games. Um, and rather than most mobile games that people buy are little in app purchases for the freemium games. Yeah, but people pay. But, uh, but that's, that's what I'm getting to. Like, we may pay $60 per our game. But there were so many people spending like 20, 30 bucks to get their little power up gems so they can keep flicking cookies at the sea monster or whatever people are doing these days. Yeah. Um, How much of that, those PC sales where it was like uh, MOBAs? The, um, the that it was actually. League uh, of Legends wouldn't have mattered in Dota. Um, I mean, if, uh, Dota, I don't even think it was on the list. They said most of the revenue came from free to play MMOs. Yep. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So the wows and the no, no, the the ones that I looked at, I think only the top three were MMOs, and only one of those was free to play, if I remember right. Um, the rest of them were like actual con, like actual full games. Hmm. Interesting. That is very interesting. The fact that GTA made over a billion dollars just on PC after it made over a billion dollars in the first twenty four hours it was released. Yeah, Rockstar ain't hurting. Is insane. <laughs> Rockstar no. ain't hurting. When do you think the next game's coming out? Uh twenty eighteen. And it better be Red Dead. Red Dead. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I would like to see a Red Dead game next year, but we'll yeah. see. I think the next big game we'll get from them is twenty eighteen if it's not Red Dead. They need to make a bully remake. They are planning on it, I think. A bully th- that would be cool. Bully was a surprise game for me back in the day. Yeah. So. I, its biggest problem was its engine and its graphics and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Which is easy I liked, to I liked the Yeah, I liked the idea a lot. But if they just remade it and used a good engine and everything, it would be I would be so down. Yeah. For sure. Topic of the week. Woo! Woo. Brought to you by... Oh, I guess it's not on there. <laughs> um, Where's it at? Wow. Um, Oh, I guess I forgot to write the dude's name. Brought to you by the gods. No, it was, I, I forgot to write the dude's name. Brought his, to you. So his name is John. All right. Brought um, to you by John Doe. John Doe. He's on our Facebook page. I'll, I'll credit him in a Twitter thing. And uh, this is also brought to you by PizzaPixel.com, where games are art, not, not numbers. numbers. It is uh, Pokemon. With it being the 20th anniversary, what news slash games do you expect to be announced regarding Pokemon, either in a Nintendo Direct or E3? Apparently, Detective Pikachu. Oh yeah, Detective <laughs> Pikachu. Uh, did you see the Pokemon, the Pokemon Super Bowl commercial? Yeah, it's weird, bro. That thing is legit. It's so I liked weird. It a lot. I, I don't know how I felt about it. It was weird, um, but I mean, 
Hey, it's a Super Bowl commercial for Pokemon. I never yeah, thought that one commercial that would cost them probably like ten million dollars. No, a lot more than that. Um, I think the gun rate's only five million uh, for thirty seconds. No, oh, I thought it was more a lot more than that. I think the uh, I think the obvious answer is we can expect to see a lot more from Pokemon Go. Are you excited for Pokemon Go? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna try it out definitely. What I think they need for Pokemon Go to be incredibly successful is a, a pair of augmented reality glasses. Yeah. So I. That so all the kids can. I run mean, Google traffic. Cardboard already exactly. exists. <laughs> Not exactly Google Cardboard because that obstructs your view completely. Yeah, there are other uh, things though. Um, there's a headset I was looking at the other day that you can use with pretty much any smartphone, uh, and they have an augmented reality version of that because it can pass through to the camera of the phone, uh, and it's like um, it can either use the screen of the phone or it can pass through the camera, so you're seeing like what's in front of you. Uh, so they could use that. Um, be really cool because any augmented reality glasses that Google or Microsoft releases is going to be way too expensive for yeah. anyone who's playing Pokemon Go. Yeah, to, to buy because um, this headset that I'm talking about is only like 100 bucks, I think. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out, and hopefully it'll be worth it. Um, I do think the problem with legendaries is like we live in a smaller area where not a lot of people are going to be playing Pokemon Go, so I doubt we'll have a lot of legendary events. And even if we do, the odds of us being able to catch it are very low and that kind of sucks um but then i'll go they'll have a way to they'll have a way to balance it i think i hope so i have to imagine i hope so they have like a uh, like a player health ratio yeah like uh how many players are in your area is how like will determine how much health the legendary has or something mm-hmm. um we've already got the virtual console versions of red blue and yellow um when do those come out next month yeah soon february um was it me did i hear this just from the grapevine or did i make this up or is there going to be like an like a pokemon blue and red for the iphone did i make that up or was you, that you made that up? yeah okay, i was trying to find it today that's gonna <laughs> it be, already is if you yeah. emulate it yeah <laughs> um but that's actually my point i know it, it'll never happen but i think either them releasing some of the older games for mobile devices or making a new old style Pokemon game for mobile devices would be smart and make them insane amounts of money. Yeah. And but I know that's never gonna happen because Nintendo is too prideful. But um if I think that would be the best thing that could happen. And now, obviously we're gonna see a new Pokemon game soon. Now will this be the year that we get a legitimate console Pokemon game? I doubt it, no. but that would that would make them so much money that would that would save the nx yeah i don't think anything can save the nx i would buy an nx day one and oh yeah if, if that's out. like a day one announcement for the nx my pre-order is going in yeah. it's not going to be 100%. pokemon pokemon's a uh a handheld game they've done it before not well but they've done it before <laughs> yeah but those weren't actual pokemon games they weren't from the stadium and stuff yeah no not stadium i'm talking about a uh, coliseum it's just basically the same thing. Yeah, but it had a story mode. It had like, a, <laughs> kind of a walk around. Thing. Yeah, I don't know. I I just I, if they there's ways to do it well, and I would love if they did it. It'd be cool, but um, and if you're gonna do it, I feel like the 20th anniversary year when you're making a big deal and having a Super Bowl commercial is uh, the year to announce it. Um, but other than that, I think we'll see another handheld generation at least announced. Um, and then more spinoff games. Probably we're getting Detective Pikachu. There might be another Mystery Dungeon. Great. Um, more puzzle games, probably. Great. Um, 
I think we're I think we're gonna see a lot of Pokemon this year, but oh, whether yeah. or not it's stuff that we we've have, already seen more Pokemon this year than nope. we've seen in a long time. Whether or not it's stuff that we actually want to consume as another thing. Maybe another anime announced. Yay. How yeah. insane would it be at E three if Nintendo's like launch day, Zelda, Pokemon, and a Mario game? <laughs> never gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> Mario Mario maybe. The other two never Zelda gonna happen. Might. Right? I, I still mean, don't think that game. I don't. I'm not even sure if that game's gonna come out ever. You think it's just a tech demo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I. Yeah. That. That's you. Keep dreaming, but uh, we'll see. Uh, do you think we're like slowly watching uh, Nintendo turn into a uh, Square? No, I think we're slowly watching Nintendo turn into Sega. Mm. <laughs> well, just like I Zelda, hope. like they gave us that tech demo that looked awesome, and then we're like, oh wait, no, that's not the game you're getting. Oh, you're getting you. this game, and now it's been like years. <laughs> and barely anything's been announced. We well, that one all Japanese studios are notorious for that kind of stuff. So, uh, I don't know. I'm excited. Um, the more Pokemon, that's good. The better. I don't know how many times I've said the more, the better on this episode. Although I want them to change the <laughs> formula they're using for the uh, the handheld games because the last one was incredibly, incredibly easy and kid friendly, and it was. I mean, it was still fun because it's Pokemon and you're exploring a whole new world, and meeting all the new Pokemon yeah. sprites, but. That was just really handholdy, and your Pokemon leveled up too easily, and the Elite Four was only like level fifty, and it was just way what? too easy. I'm gonna yeah, be it was way too easy. I want to be stuck in a cave with Zubats, yeah, for like five days. I mean, that's Pokemon. <laughs> that's Pokemon Red and Blue for you. I know. I, I miss Going those. Going there without Flash, and you get lost. <laughs> that's why I want to. That's why I want them to make a new, like old school style Pokemon, like mm-hmm. the 2D one. Um, where it was very simple, simplistic, but still very pretty because of how simple it was. That's why I want to make. That's why I want them to make another one of those for like the iPhone. I would be so down. Maybe an open-ended Pokemon game where instead of you being red and you go do the champion, like you have a choice of your role in the Pokemon world. Like if you want to play it like you're playing a Pokemon version of Animal Crossing, you can do that. If you want to go be the champion, you can do that. Like if you want to be a gym leader, that'd yeah, be nice. Do but that. I don't think yeah, that's ever going to happen. That. Um, you have to go back for ROM hacks for that. Yeah. These, we're, we're making Nintendo so much money right now. <laughs> our ideas. If they took those ideas, by all means, please. I would love to play those games, but that's yeah, just never, give it to us ever for gonna us specifically, not the world. I'll pay just for it. Just help them out. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> just make the game. I'll buy it. It's like that Wild West RPG I always talk about. Yeah, just make it. I'll pay for it. You can have the idea. I don't know. I'm pr- I'm pretty excited. Um, what we'll see. Um, but also Nintendo is allegedly actually announcing the NX this year. So, do you think the year Pokemon is gonna end up the same way as the year Luigi? No, like because people care about. Yeah, Pokemon. I was about to say people actually care about Pokemon. And if nothing else, this year we get Pokemon Go and Pokemon. So yeah, and that's still better than any Pokemon year we've had in a long time. Yeah. Thank you. That was our topic of the week, brought to you by John Doe and PieceOfPixel.com, where games are art, not, not numbers. numbers. Kevin will join us one day. <laughs> <laughs> I keep dreaming. Um, we have our questions of the week dun, from dun, our dun, audience. Dun. The mailbag. <laughs> <laughs> Today's first mailbag question comes from C. Vondette. He says, I see people wearing video game logos on their shirt all the time nowadays. What are some of your favorite video game logos from throughout the years? Huh. Yeah, it's an interesting one. You know, yes. you think of we've talked about our uh, our favorite video game like designs, cases, and all that. Or, yeah, uh, covers. Um, of course, I love the Mortal Kombat logo. Very simple, just circle, dragon. Got it. Mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat. That was a good one. Um, does it express fear and death? Yes. And the NK. <laughs> 
or yeah the um of course the pokeball is classic like you don't even have to put words on yeah. it or anything um, is that game freak's logo no, no. it's a fish yeah game freak's logo is a fish mm-hmm. yeah it's Wait, like a what? fish looking thing it's yeah. almost a jesus fish it is almost a jesus fish. it's very close to a jesus fish actually um but uh yeah it's a little fish that's uh, hilarious i didn't know that um what's nintendo's logo nowadays Still just, it's just Nintendo. circle. Just yeah. No. It's, it's the, it's oh, it the oval the... with Nintendo in it still. It's so boring. Yeah. But I like I like, yeah, I like it's simple. simple logos. They need to, I like it. They need to get a graphic designer and make it a little more fun. No, mm-hmm. just leave like it. Like Sony's logo. No. Just leave like it. The P and then the S that's like laying on the ground. It's such an iconic I liked logo. it better. I like the PlayStation One era PlayStation logo. Which one's that? The Um The f- the four color with the uh Yes, the P and the S. Yeah, but they've changed it since then. Well, I mean, yeah. obviously, I'm just saying, like, the, that design was cool. Yeah, it, it, they made it more artsy Sleek. looking. Eh. Yeah. But uh, um, Fallout, I love the Fallout logo. Um, what's the Fallout logo? It's just, like, a kind of dingy looking background with Fallout cut out of it. Um, looks very steampunky. Gotcha. Post-apocalyptic Bethesda's logo is pretty cool. Just yeah. the gear and the Bethesda mm. stuff. Yeah, Bethesda yeah. has a very simple and good logo. So you see that and you know exactly what it is. Exactly. I um, feel like a, a good logo in a video game is equivalent to like a mark of confidence. Like if, if you have a terrible logo, if you're an indie developer with a terrible logo, people are going to see your game like, okay, I don't know how good this game is going to be. Well, how it, whether it, that's ignorant or not. I feel like if you have a really cool, memorable, cool, well-designed logo – if you're an obscure studio who's never even been heard of, then uh, people are going to know, okay, they put some work into their craft and all that. I don't yeah. know. It's, that's just how I oh, feel. Oh, the, uh, the Foxhound logo. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, it wasn't really like ever their official logo, but it was on like all the boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Foxhound symbol is awesome. So I'm going to go with Foxhound and Mortal Kombat. Like yeah. uh, most of the logos I've been, I'm thinking of in my head are games that I adored or studios I adored as when I was a kid. Like the uh, the rare logo, just like that's just oh yeah, the head. cutout R. Yeah, that's yeah. all it is, and it's just so simple. But it's like anytime I ever saw that in the game, I was like, gotta play it. Mm-hmm. So especially back in the day, nowadays. I, I will tell you what the sound of my childhood was. It was Sonic running back and forth on a screen and then going Sega. Yep. So I like that, yep. like the old Sega yeah. logo. I just I like simple logos. Yeah. Thank you, C. Von Dett. If you would like to get your question on like C. Von Dett, <laughs> go to pieceofpixel.com and tweet us at pixel. Yeah, do that. For games are art. Another um, question. That's not on our, that's not our Twitter. Yeah, that's uh, not on our it's Twitter. only the website. Well, he's, at, he's at the website first. No, he didn't. I'm sorry. Pieceofpixel.com. We're games of art, not, not numbers. numbers. Thank you. <laughs> we got uh, another question from Jake Kinsman on Facebook. He Ooh. says... What is your favorite opening to a video game? Like opening cinematic or opening like just the, the, the first time you get the to play? The first little bit that you play of a video game. Like what's the most memorable opening? Kingdom Hearts will forever have that title. The uh, What's his name? Uh, the black, the shadow guy? Dark no, Star. just that whole, I mean that too, but like just the whole the opening cinematic intro se- and, sequence. Yeah. And then picking the picking sword, the sword shield, or, yeah. uh staff on the pedestals. Running up the stairs. It's just so yeah. memorable. Um, I don't. Again, me and Kevin always defer back to Kingdom Hearts a lot, so I'm going to give a different answer. Surprising answer. Surprising answer. The intro to the Phantom Pain. Yeah, I was about to say, that was a great... Was, was good? Amazing. Oh, that, that was the best part of the game. Yeah. That was the only part I cared about. 
Yeah, the intro sequence. That was the was only part that was actually so good, so well done, yeah. such like good tension. Um, it was yeah. the only Metal Gear part of that game. <laughs> he has a harsh word for Kevin. <laughs> I'm saying I, I don't care. It's true, but no, it was a uh, it was great. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give a modern answer and say, Fan yeah, pain. I I would agree with that. I'm gonna give a semi modern answer and go Fallout Three. Just that entire mm. that entire opening sequence where you're in the vault, you know, uh, all the everything goes down. Your dad leaves birthday party. Then you step outside. You open the vault door. Yep. And it's just yeah, that was focus. such a huge moment. Yeah, like, yeah well, especially yeah. back then, there wasn't a game like that. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the that that one and Kingdom Hearts are my top two games of all time, and those are my top two opening scenes of all time. Yeah. Solid, yeah, all those solid. Are, those are all really great games. Yeah, <laughs> two of the three of those games were impeccable. Pokemon Red and Blue. Talking to Professor Oak. <laughs> <laughs> was that really that great? <laughs> As a at child, the time, yes. At the time, it was <laughs> like, like, oh, it's Professor Oak, and well, then you got be- Professor Birch, and now <laughs> Professor Elm, and Professor. Well, I, I mean, specifically the first time you play it, and you hear that. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. The opening sequence, like before you even click start for the Gengar and the. Is it a Nidoran? I don't remember. Fighting. It's been a long time. It's probably Nidoran. Yeah. I can see it. Either Nidoran or Nidorino. Yeah. Whichever one's pink and spiky. Oh, that's, no. Nidor- that's Nidoran. Yeah. Although the first two are Nidoran, too. It's Nidorina. No, that's Nidorino. The dude is the pink one. Yeah. yeah. Nidorino. Yeah. So. Okay. Nailed so it. That's just Pokemon. Like I said, it's <laughs> a very Pokemon-centric podcast. <laughs> um. Well, we answered Tim Leonard's question, so we're kind of out of questions now from our audience mailbag. All right. Sucks that you had to bring up the DLC question earlier. Oh, I'm sorry. Whose question did I step on? Tim Leonard. Oh, way yeah, to go. He went to PeacePixel.com, where games are art, not numbers, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> sent us in a question. <laughs> it was very good, so I liked how we incorporated that in the story. Yeah. Well, sorry, Tim. Didn't mean to... I mean, we, we answered his question. Yeah. You got an early shout out. He should be happy. Yeah, true. We've shot shot at him a lot. Um, game of the week. What was our game of the week last time? Rocket, Rocket League. League. Rocket League. Did you play it at all, Justin? Yeah, I played. We with you all played here. <laughs> I see what you did. <laughs> you could have watched a stream of it a few a couple weeks ago. Maybe it was a lot of fun. I forgot, and I did not know how insanely awesome that game is yeah, yeah it is really it is so much fun um i learned that me and justin make a terrible team online <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm just terrible at that game in general but i love it we scored one more. point right two two <laughs> two to six <laughs> i just gotta practice more um no it's a i mean we've talked about it a number of times on the show and uh i mean it's a solid solid game i love it it was kevin's indie game of the year yep um Lost by a small margin, I believe, to Undertale for the overall game of the year, right? I am so uh, sick of that game. Probably. It was probably like 3 to 2 or something like that. Yeah. Um, but no, great game. Great game. Um, and it's a just... lot, a lot of, uh, a lot of unlocks that are fun. Like, doesn't really uh, change up the gameplay a whole lot, but they're just fun to have. And now there's mutators like hockey mode and, uh, a giant ball mode, tiny ball mode, is that only slow mo. No, it's on PS4. Really? Uh-huh. Cool. Um, I feel like the game, what it really gets right is the gameplay, the mechanics, and all that. That's all it needs to get right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I agree. But uh, I didn't know how. There wasn't a lot of just everywhere. I mean, the gameplay wasn't just loose. It wasn't super loose. It was super tight. The, the 
the lock on and stuff like that, you could use that to your advantage. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. really like that. Learning that the more you played. It was a game that I felt like was easy to easy to learn, but uh, difficult to master. Oh, it's yeah. It's the harmonica so, Yeah, it's that perfect video games. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's really good. And even uh, it only needed to get the gameplay right, but visually and the sound design and everything, it's it's all wonderful. Yep. And the online works, which is more than most indie games can say. Yeah. Kevin with the shots today. He's taking his <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> Sweet. So uh, if you wanted to play that game, it was Rocket League, which can be found on PS4 and PC. And, and soon to I be Xbox One. Yeah. Xbox One as well, eventually. April, I Also, think? My, little, uh, my little side game of the week was Pocket Morty's. It's wonderful. Play it. It's, it's great. It, need, it needs an online it needs an online mode. You can't play with anyone else. Um, so add that and... You have my full endorsement. Moving on. <laughs> is there Morty Mon? Okay. No, there is a Pocket Morty Morty. Gotcha. That's <laughs> weird. So what's our game of the week this week? Uh, I We did not talk about this. I have no idea. Well, our game of the week is Gone Home. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I can't afford that right now. But we're going to tweet out our game of the week because we... Uh, we're dumb and forgot to think of one. So unless you can think of one really quick that you want to play, that you want everyone to play. Punch Club would be fun. Punch Club. What's that? It is a game. Did you ever play Game Dev Tycoon or... Roller Coaster Tycoon? No. Game Dev Tycoon. tycoon. No. You're saying Tycoon. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going through the Tycoon uh, series. Uh, no. Different different games. Um, it's, a very, it's a 2D, cartoony... Um, Game Dev Tycoon was really popular and really great game. You got to start in the 80s and sit in a garage and make games. You just it's you click around a lot and make decisions and stuff and try to, you know, maximize money. And this game you play as a, a fighter uh and there's like a story that goes along with it. The dude's brother gets killed or something. And oh no. um you can you go throughout the game and you can make different choices and everything. You can be like a you can be a street fighter, you can be like a like a prize fighter you can be like a an underground fighter um and you have three stats that you can level up and you can get skill points and get different skills and everything and then um there's different story points and it's full of like pop culture references like the guy who owns the pizza place is named casey and uh the guy behind the bar is named tyler and he makes fight club references and um uh the the guy's you're one of your friend's sister who he's trying to get you to date is named Adrian and it's very very on the nose pop culture references but it's very cartoony very very fun sounds like a lot of fun yeah. sweet how long is it as long as you want it to be it's gotcha. a tycoon game sweet I'm yeah ex- I'm, I'm down for it. what's it called punch club punch club yep incredible that is our game of the week this week if you would like to talk about it next week play it and uh, tweet at us Facebook us or email us all at piece of pixel except for the email which is piece of pixel news and uh go to piece and of that's pixel at gmail dot, yeah at gmail of course what, what other email <laughs> or go to piece of pixel.com and uh talk to us because remember games are art not, not numbers. numbers yep kevin you bastard <laughs> so our final little segment our video game question of the week brought to you by my brother oh austin Janikowski. When he told me this, I was very, very confused. I was like, oh, there's no way. And I had to look it up. And he was indeed right. 
the question: What was Telltale? What was Telltale Studios' first ever game to be released? One: Telltale Texas Hold'em. Two: Sam and Max Save the World. Three: Tales of Monkey Island. Or four: CSI Hard Evidence. I think it was Tales of Monkey Island, wasn't it? Could be wrong. Kevin says Tales I, of Monkey Island. That's what I was thinking. You're not going to switch it up, go a different but, way? But no, because because it's so out there, I'm going to say CSI. CSI, hard evidence. You guys are both wrong. The answer is, would you guys like to take a guess between Telltale Texas Hold'em or Sam and Max Save the World? I really hope it's Telltale Texas Hold'em. It is Telltale Texas Hold'em. Yeah. was their first game. It was a Texas Hold'em simulator on the console or on the PC. Telltale's my dudes. Yeah. Nice. Episodic. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Episodic. <laughs> <laughs> you get one hand per <laughs> per, per fifteen dollars. <laughs> Every fifteen dollars. <laughs> that was actually super clever. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you wrote that on the way here. <laughs> you gotta know how to you gotta know when to hold them. I'm not I'm not gonna go nope. Kenny Rogers on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> not indulging you. So uh that's all the is news and topics of the week. Bringing us what home? has everyone been playing? Just anything? Um, I started, um, because I'm excited for Andromeda, and because I need a sci-fi fix, I've started Mass Effect from Mass Effect 1. I've never played them. Um, so I, I just got through the uh, prologue-ish thing of Mass Effect 1 last night. Um, pretty fun. Um, a little on the nose, because it's the first game that was really like, your choices like uh, change the world. It was really the first big game that did that. And so when you make your character like the first line of dialogue out of the uh, out of the gate is like it's just reciting what your character did. I was like, that's a little on the nose, Bioware. But for the time, I'm sure it was amazing. But it's great playing, trucking through the Mass Effects on the Xbox One. Or you don't have an Xbox One? No, uh, 360. Uh, PC. Gotcha. Okay, I always forget the. I don't have a PC, so I always forget the PC a little yeah. bit. Yeah, so do a lot of people. <laughs> In Pocket Mortys, so I'm playing Pocket Mortys. Pocket Marty's. I've been playing Shovel Knight, which is fun. Wonderful game. And I've been playing. I just finished Life is Strange the other day. Ah. Completely recommend it. I'm going to have my impressions on the website within the next week. So everyone should read that. And there's no spoilers in it. So you're good there. But it is an incredible game. Very cool. Me and my roommates teared up throughout the entire. We just cried. Like our tear ducts are broken right now. Yeah, I cried after the second episode I watched, I think. Gotcha. Yeah, oh. it was yeah. pretty. Jeez, it was pretty emotional. Strange. Yeah, it's really good. Just go watch someone play it. Okay. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, I guess it's just, you could do that. It's just a point and click adventure game. Huh. It's like every other Walking Dead Telltale game. Yeah. Oh, okay. Even though it's not Telltale. Yeah. Um, they do it better because they, they do it better than works. Telltale. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I haven't played anything. <laughs> Kevin <laughs> Kevin up. has been hard at work fixing our uh, streams. I've so. been do- fixing streams. I've been working. Been writing. Been doing homework. I haven't had time yeah, to play school. anything. Yeah. It's back, right? Yep. Oh, and I just wanted to uh, apologize to our very faithful audience about missing last week. I have been super busy um, with a play that I'm in, um, but that's wrapping up soon. We're now on show dates, no longer rehearsals, so I'm able to put uh, a lot of energy back into this. We so, get the governor uh, of Turkey back. No, so he... uh, look at uh, look for more streams, and um, if everything works out in the next couple of weeks and I can get with these guys at the right time, look for a video. No, nope, he said he hates all of you and didn't want to do the show yep. last week. Uh, February. As a matter of fact, I'm calling it right now. You can you can tweet at me and call me whatever foul name you want if it's not, but we will have a video up by the end of February. 
Uh-oh. Okay. Uh-oh. Remember, it's a, remember, it's a short month. Yep. But it's longer than most Februarys. Yep. <laughs> so, there we go. Let's do a 24-hour leap year stream. We should. That'd be great. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's an extra day anyway. I don't know what day that's on, but... I will. February 29th. Well, obviously... <laughs> But like weekday, well, uh, we'll see if it's doable. Actually, you know, look out for that. If you like yeah. to hear that? Tweet at us. <laughs> All right. Um, well, that wraps us up for episode ten. Yes. Uh, I have been Justin Butler. You can find me on the tweets at Blaming on Butler. You can find me Dakota Janikowski on the Twitter at Cutie for Show. You can find me Kevin Barfield on Twitter at K for Kevin Seven. And remember to send in your questions, comments, concerns, and just general thoughts to pizzapixel.com, uh, Twitter at pizzapixel, Facebook.com slash pizzapixel, or pizzapixelnews at gmail.com, pizzapixel.com, where games are art, not, not numbers. numbers. We're going to drill that into your head. <laughs> Obviously. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Peace. No cheesy catchphrase? I'll be back. Oh. That was me. <laughs> Here we go!